1: NY or text hope NY in New York.
2: The weekend is here, which means it's another very important stretch of days for Penn state recruiting. Not that Wednesday wasn't important and Tuesday wasn't important and last Monday wasn't important, but official visits coming up this weekend. And as we have all spring long now all summer long we're previewing the weekend action with ryan snyder recruiting insider for blue white illustrated ryan how you doing today you anticipating a big weekend for penn state sports
3: uh this is certainly the busy uh the busiest weekend so far as far as total guys we've got 17 official visitors on campus this weekend and uh, we'll see how that that final 24th weekend shakes out um it was deeper a little while ago and then some guys commit and you know now well i'm sure there's going to be some guys added to it but uh yeah this is probably the biggest weekend of them all uh with all the all the committed guys on campus and then you got eight uncommitted guys as well and uh you know the the goal for the staff is to certainly get a few commitments out of this weekend and i think that uh should take place
2: well, we'll uh, talk about some of those people and some of those players that you think might be the the players that will uh, pull the trigger this weekend. That, of course, coming up on the show. And if you want to get the inside information, BlueWhiteIllustrated.com is where Ryan writes all this stuff. And in the Lions Den message board is where you get inside access. Uh, first information, usually when it comes out, Ryan is putting it up on the message board. And you can get all of that for just $1. 12 months of access gets you uh, all that information. Zero inflation. It's locked in for a year, and even if it were 1999, a dollar is still a deal, right? Doesn't it? Be the 21st century? A dollar is a dollar. So, perfect time to do to sign up right now for all the weekend stuff ahead of us.
3: Yep, and even going into July when we'll see a bunch of commitments. So good time of the year especially because it goes all the way obviously it's a year so it'll go into next june as well and uh summer has now become the uh the time of the year for for big moves and in, in uh you know the the junior recruiting class which is this of course this year is 2023 so yep sign
2: up guys we appreciate it yeah we'll be talking next year at this time about the class of 2024 which even in my brain still sounds like a sci-fi date You know, the year is 2024 and we still don't have flying cars and things aren't as nice as you thought they'd be. So anyway, uh, we have uh, you put in a recruiting prediction this week. So let's get to that to start off the show. Talked a little bit about it earlier in the week, but let's review who it is and what's going on that you see on the horizon for Penn State this weekend.
3: Yeah, Tyreek Blanding, of course, who was just here this past weekend. Uh, Tyreek put it out. uh, I don't know. What was it? Monday night, Tuesday night, uh, that that he'll be announcing. One Saturday, and we were expecting him to go to Michigan, and and now he is not doing that. And well, whenever you just come off an official visit and you announce two days later that you're gonna, you know, make a commitment, I, I think pretty much the writing is is on the wall there. So, I don't expect a whole lot of drama with this one. Uh Tyreek is a 6'2", 265. I have him at. That's where he checked in last weekend. We had him at 275, 280. Uh, a little bit little bit lighter, uh, which is fine. You know, Penn State's all four guys. Obviously, they don't want him really light, but right. uh, all for having a little bit lighter and, and packing on muscle when they get yeah. here. And I think that will work out well with Tyreek. So three-star prospect, framed. right? Right. So yeah. you, you can yeah. see him
2: here on film if you're watching on YouTube. Great frame. I, I don't have any concerns about that looking at his profile.
3: Yeah, so uh, 89 on the scale for on three. Uh, a 90 is a four star prospect, so he is the highest rated three star you can possibly be. We have it number forty-eight uh, in, in the nation for defensive tackle prospects, and and to give some depth on that in the consensus, he's number one hundred five. So on three ranks him pretty highly uh, compared to twenty-four-seven ESPN rivals, etc. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if if we see him moving up uh, on some other sites, which of course would increase his on three consensus rating at some point. But uh, like I said, Michigan was in the in the mix on this one. Syracuse was in the mix. Uh, He did go all the way out to see Oregon at one point uh, earlier in the spring. And uh, I say, I say Syracuse, I think West Virginia uh, is the other one. Those are pretty much his top five. But again, man, when when you come for an official visit and and you announce a couple days later that uh, you're going to announce a a commitment, I I think this one's pretty, uh, pretty clear where it's headed. Yeah.
2: And and we mentioned his, you mentioned his star rating and gave great context to that. Uh, But I want to ask you about where he comes from, from uh, Queens, and uh, I, the, I apologize, I had the name of the school in front of me, but uh, he's from Queens. So it's not known as a hotbed of football activity and a place that a lot of elite players come from. Is that a part of the recruiting evaluation or is it simply just that he's 6'2", two, 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 265? Because watching him on film, like from a physical standpoint, I was way more impressed than I thought I would be with his attributes for a three-star prospect. Great quickness, explosiveness off the ball. So, curious as to, like, is there less information or less testing numbers than we would have known to maybe make him a four-star?
3: Uh, well, no, there there aren't many testing numbers. He hasn't camped uh, anywhere from, from what I understand. But one thing I would say, though, is I think New York City's a, a better... Uh, place for for talent than most people give it credit for and of course uh these isaacs on the on the program now yep. Uh is a really good program shamir fredericks is a 2024 prospect i think we're going to be talking about a lot mm-hmm. caleb Artis, of course came yep. out of new york and uh musa kane is he plays at blair academy uh but he's originally from from new york city as well so uh, there's definitely i mean new york city has been a focal point fo- focal point for penn state for quite a few years now and uh that hasn't changed at all stacy collins i believe is is the one overseeing the the region now but of course the what once penn state gets a foot in the door with the player the the position coach pretty much takes it over but we will see as far as you know moving him up like i said i don't believe he's really camped anywhere at least i don't have any testing numbers on him uh we, we know like i said 6 265 and Uh, Solid reach. I believe it's 32. uh, It's right under 33. I think it's like 32 and and three quarters, something like that. So uh, good reach. But now we we don't have too many testing numbers and that'll make it that will make it tougher for him to move up. But of course, uh, if he goes off this fall and and puts up some some freaky tape, uh, that'll uh, that'll go a long way.
2: Yeah, I mean, it is impressive tape as it is. If you watch the the high, he's one guy that I've dug into a little bit um, because of the obvious you putting in the in the pick is the bat signal for me to go in and start watching film. And sometimes what you see on film is not what you see on the highlight tape, but it is pretty consistent as far as his, his snap off the ball and everything you see that we showed you here on YouTube that shows up consistently. So I would love to know his testing numbers, but the players he's going up against, not all of them I think are on his level, which is why the testing numbers are important, right? So you can dominate and look great on film, but what's your level of competition and what's the consistency of that competition? Like, do you, is mm-hmm. there one good school? Is there five? So, uh, you know, that would be interesting. But either way, I think the point is Penn State is getting a very quality defensive tackle prospect in a, a group of players where we highlighted a lot of other guys so far this year. Uh, and I should say, Penn State is predicted to get a, a player here that is is um, a quality prospect among quality prospects that have a higher pedigree at the moment.
3: Yeah. For sure. I mean, I would say Christ the King is, is definitely one of the the better programs as far as developing talent. Uh, they they've had cut a few guys come out in recent years, but uh, yeah, that, New York. I mean, they, like I said, there's there's a lot of individual talent there, but there's not a lot of ton of stacked teams. I mean, Kanarski is right. one that that comes to mind, and and uh, Emmaus, uh, a couple others, of course. But um, yeah, the quality player, man. Penske is going to continue to recruit New York City. Uh, I think if they could get you know, one player out of the city every two years or so. That's, I think that's kind of, if you look back over the years, that's a, that's about what the average has been, at least under Franklin. Yeah. And uh, I see that continuing here over the coming years. Like I said, Shamir Fredericks is going to be a player I think we're going to be talking about a lot in 2024.
2: Yeah, with that and with the New England, Connecticut region, Penn State mining talent in a, uh, in an area where it's not Florida, but if you can find any advantage when it comes to all of the players you can find across the nation, Penn State doing uh, their best to do that. So let's move on to the official visits this weekend. Would you like to start the bidding with the committed players or the uncommitted players as far as who you're looking at this weekend?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm just going to skip over the committed guys. We, <laughs> I know the committed guys watch this all the time. Love you guys. Appreciate you. All your help. But, uh, you know, man, you guys, pretty much everybody's pretty firm. Although I will say Conrad Hussey did go to Miami this past weekend or mm-hmm. this past week. I believe he was there on Wednesday. He put that up on his Instagram. That is a visit I did not know about, but, uh, You know, I don't, I can't pretend I talked to Conrad a a ton. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that moving forward. But the, the uncommitted guys are certainly, which are the players that have all the fans attention, Derek LeBlanc, uh, Defensive lineman out of Florida, Tamarian Parker, another defensive end, I believe. We have him at 6'4", 260-ish right now. So I'll be curious to get his height and weight out of this weekend, and, and that'll have a big impact on which position he will truly play at. But uh, two defensive linemen there from down south will be up this weekend, as I said, in LeBlanc and Parker. Uh, Penn State's hosting its top two linebacker prospects and Tamir Robinson and Tony Rojas. Jalen Thompson, defensive end out of Cass Tech in Detroit, was uh, a late add. Uh, he was actually supposed to come next weekend, and he bumped it up. Uh, we can talk about that in a second. London Montgomery from Scranton, PA. London is somebody I've been kind of watching to end up at Penn State for a while now. I'm not sure if it'll be this weekend, but I, I do feel good that that's trending in the right direction. King Mack, of course, is is the guy that I'll be focused on the most this weekend. And Jakeen Jackson, another defensive back out of uh, pretty much outside of the Orlando area. Uh, those are the eight uncommitted guys this weekend who do you want to who do you want to get into first C frank there's a there's a lot of good names there
2: uh well let's get into king mac and 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 just the the question about conrad hussey teammates that felt like not not that it was a sole selling point but both guys seem interested in the program um, mm-hmm. Is that something you're going to monitor with Conrad and and his status going forward? He also received an offer from Oklahoma recently. Um, do you see that playing into this at all, or is this individual decisions by the two players independent of one another?
3: Well, it certainly hurts helps. I said hurts certainly helps uh, when, when you have a uh, a teammate committed to a school and. There really wasn't a ton of talk about King Mac until Conrad committed. And, of course, we we didn't really expect Conrad to commit either. That was kind of the one big surprise this year, I would say. But since then, you know, talking to people, that that, that conversations with with Mac and his family have been going on for a long time now. And I'll get right to the chase. I mean, I, I fully expect King Mac to be a knitly line here at some point, whether it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or even if he waits a little bit longer. We'll see. I think he will be – committed to Penn state by the time he leaves campus this week. And uh, you know, whether it's announced right then we'll, we'll see, but this is, he's been the one player that's been consistently mentioned to me for probably a month or two now uh, that, you know, everything was in line as far as Penn state's relationship with them. He, he really liked Penn state and uh, really the, the only thing holding him back from announcing something was, was seeing Penn state for the first time. So that will take place this weekend. Mom should be coming up with him. It should be, it should be a good group. And, like I said, he's he's the other one that I have fully circled. So Blanding, we know, definitely be Saturday afternoon. And I, I feel pretty confident saying King Max should be in Italy Lion by uh, the end of the day on Sunday. But maybe he'll wait a little bit longer to publicly announce it. But all signs are certainly pointing to, to him ending up here.
2: And, and the, interestingly, watching the two players on film, the teammates, and, and it's, it's fun watching them side by side. Despite Conrad Hussey being the bigger player, you know, the way King Mac plays, you saw all the high, like his the beginning of his highlight tape is all interceptions. He's the better run defender. He is a very physical player. So his versatility in the secondary, you see him playing in a deep free safety role. He plays up at the line of scrimmage. A lot of zone for St. Thomas. So the questions that I know a lot of fans they he's so fast, play him at corner, both he and Hussey. Their man coverage skills are complete unknown, but I think he's got the versatility to play at least three positions for Penn State in Manny Diaz's defense. So that flexibility in this class, as they go after a lot of players at that safety position, should also be a huge help for the Nittany Lions in this recruiting class. Yeah. The next, sorry, the next player I want to get to when it comes to um, the official visitors is the one you said that's a late add in Jalen Thompson out of cast tech, somebody that you said strongly to to Michigan state previously, is this a good sign or is this just a thing when it comes to him taking an earlier visit to Penn state on an, on an official.
3: Mm-hmm. So he has taken seven visits to Michigan state. And as we say all the time, follow the visits and it's yeah. when you have that amount of visits since uh, last summer, I believe it is. It's, it's hard to ignore. So if I was still making a pick today, I'd probably lean towards the Spartans. Now, with that said, he didn't really. He came on to Penn State's radar, of course, earlier in 2022, but it wasn't until he came for the Blue White game that it really felt like, okay, Penn State's a serious contender here. And he spoke very highly of that experience and and the entire coaching staff after that. So I do think that there's a real chance that this is a this is Penn State second, Michigan State first, and and Penn State is you know going to going to give their best shot this weekend. What what also grabs my attention though is that i was fully expecting him to come next weekend uh i believe penn state had that set from what i was told and now it got bumped to this weekend well we learned it got bumped to this weekend because he's going to michigan state next weekend and you know michigan state of course will get the final visit there so that certainly grabs my attention but uh you know the fact that he's returning is is big and that's important for penn state and we'll see uh just where where it ends up but yeah I, I would have to still lean towards towards the spartans here uh, but of course defensive end is is a certainly an interesting position here with with uh quite a few guys kind of putting out top list that didn't include penn state uh, thompson is a four-star prospect right now at one mm-hmm. three we have him as a 91 uh overall which is a low four star but uh, he's still a top top player it's uh number 184 nationally for us so an on 300 player yeah and uh in the consensus he's number 232 so he's a he's a four star i believe on all four sites a pretty consistent player at six three two forty, and uh has now become one of penn state's most important defensive ends the issue again of course is man that familiarity with michigan state now the spartans getting that final official visit yeah won't be easy to beat out
2: Yeah, and I we, we started the summer talking about is it better to have the first one or the last one when it comes to official visits. Penn State got the first one between Michigan and Penn State with Tyreek Blanding. We're predicting a commitment because he canceled the second one. It would, it would be a surprise to see uh, uh, Jalen Thompson do that here, but it just goes to show you it's a case-by-case basis. You can't really paint with those broad strokes, which is what you said <laughs> when I asked you the question the first time. Uh, I want to go back mm-hmm. to Tamarian Parker then. Is this a big weekend to find out more information from him about his relationship, how serious he is with Penn State after the official visit? Is he somebody you're keen to follow up with afterwards?
3: Yeah, a very important player. Like Again, another defensive end. Uh, they they need to really hit it off with defensive ends because that board is starting to thin out a bit. The The issue with Tamarian Parker is that he, he flat out admitted to colleagues of ours that Florida and Tennessee were pretty much neck and neck. Yeah. I think Florida's the actual favorite. And, and he also said then that Michigan State's third on that list. So Michigan State, man, they are coming on really freaking strong yeah. in recruiting at the moment. So it's it's an interesting one. But uh, he just came back from a visit to Florida, I believe that was on June 9th, June 8th, somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, like I said, and he's coming to Penn State this weekend, Michigan State on the 24th. So I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to win this one out, but I will say that since, I don't know, about March or so, this is one of those players that, from a relationship perspective, things have really become much more consistent from what they were back in the fall or early in this year. Uh, everybody's just really been kind of speaking highly of, of the way that relationship has advanced, and of course, he's coming for an official visit, right? So so yeah. clearly, something has ticked up there, but this will be pretty... I, I think this would be Penn State's one and only shot. I mean, he he does have official visits for later in the year, and you know, he doesn't seem like he's in a rush to decide, but I don't – maybe he'll make it up here for a game in the season. I mean, there's there's right. talk about him going to Florida for an official in October. I will say that that, that Florida visit recently was a, an unofficial visit. So, Penn State this weekend, Michigan State the following. We'll see what's up with Tennessee there. They are also in the mix there. But uh, Penn State has some work to do with this one.
2: Yeah, so – Kind of not a Hail Mary but definitely this has to be a very mm-hmm. a very big weekend for Penn State with uh, TJ Parker. The rest of the defensive end position uh, we talked about this quite a bit as far as it's it's a bit wide open. Neo Avery officially out of the competition there. He uh not not much of a surprise, but what was the update with Penn State and Neo Avery and where where's the next where where does the eyeball turn next if uh, in the next couple of weeks, it's clear that to Marion Parker, not as interested at Penn state. And uh, if Jalen Thompson commits, I maybe not a name, but a tier of player. We'll see. What do you think is
3: next? I, I, I don't, it's, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, I've been so focused on these visits that, you know that's something I will circle back on at the end of the month, but I, I just kind of want to see this. I'm just taking it one week at a time right now, too. Right? Like it is one and no mentality. There, well, there's a, there's a hundred questions, right? I can't have yeah. answers to everything. Like and then that's yeah not you. It's like directed to everybody on the board. Like I just I don't have a real answer for that at the moment. You know, we know guys like Joseph Mapui are still out there. DJ Samuels is somebody they've always been interested in, but I mean, to me, I would think that they would probably circle back with like a Mason Robinson, Michael Kilbane. They like, I don't, I don't know if that's somebody will circle back on, but I see them pushing harder for guys that maybe didn't have them in top fives. Like Neo Avery, for example. Yeah. He didn't have Penn state in his top six, but, is that really going to be over with? I, I don't know if that's if I'm ready to go there yet. We'll see. I mean, there okay. seems to be some sort of disconnect. He was supposed to be here for an official visit last weekend, canceled it. I don't know all the details there, but I, I'm just I don't want to completely write that one off yet. There's a long way to go until these guys can sign, and right. then and other players will will certainly emerge. But like, if I could give you a name for like who exactly is is next on that D N list, uh, talk to me july 1 give me a name <laughs> me give me get a me name through. damn it yeah <laughs> get me through these next couple weekends and uh and i'll get back to you but i mean let's see i mean who knows maybe Jalen thompson they'll hit it off with and it won't yeah. matter and of course i mean the jameel Lyons is a defensive end right so yep. i mean they need yeah. probably one more and and they'll be done there i think three defensive tackles two defensive ends is what makes the most sense there so yep yeah, I guess fans are maybe a little bit concerned about it, which I understand. I mean, they, they've, you know, Umazuulu and a bunch of Jay Brown Harvey was another one they missed on the other day. But I just, I I see them circling back to some of these guys, someone popping up down the road. We see it every year that, you know, got this time of the year. It, oh, it looks like Penn State's out of it. And then boom, they're showing up on campus in September and signing in December. So yeah. it, they'll they'll work it out. So,
2: with the presumed, and, and I always, I, this is always a gray area, right? So it's like you put in a pick for Ty- Tyreek Blanding. It is a neon boardwalk sign saying Penn State's going to be the, the target there. But he has yet to commit as of recording of this show. So, mm-hmm. presuming he's a part of the class, how do you feel about the defensive line even with that hole at defensive end? How, how are you feeling about this class up front and uh, the situation they have with the three players they do?
3: Yeah, I mean Matthias. I, I really want to learn more about Matthias as a D lineman. Of course, we you know we saw a film of him. He played it last year, but I I, mean, I was always so focused on tight end there or offensive tackle that. Yep. You know I, I'm going to be really curious to see how he plays, but from a size perspective, from an athletic athleticism perspective, there's a lot to like there. I think Jamil Lyons is certainly the guy that excites me the most, but I also have testing numbers on Jamil Lyons, and I don't have them for everybody else, right? So yeah. that's a big part of it. I would say it's it's a good group, not an elite group, and and that's what's so hard at defensive line because there's there's only so many elite guys that are that size and that fast, and that and that goes for tackle and and yeah. uh, really. So it's 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 one of those positions, man, that's really hard uh, to to get those truly top tier guys at and. That's because all those guys are going to Georgia, Alabama, you know, the, all, all those kind of schools right now. There's only a handful of them every year. But Jamil Lyons is a, certainly an impressive player. He deserves, you know, to, to be a four-star prospect. Matthias, of course, is ranked highly, and mm-hmm. and Tyreek, like we just talked about, if we get some testing numbers on him, that it could certainly change some things. But yeah. uh, I see a bunch of quality guys that can grow, but not a deny Dennis Sutton right now. If that makes yeah. sense.
2: Yeah, and, and I've I've gone. Probably a little bit overboard talking about how I think the potential for Matthias Barnwell is the level of the guys that are in the 50s and in the 100s for the defensive line. Talking about the Jason Moores, the Derek LeBlancs of this class. His length at 6'5 and his pad level, it is comparable. But as you point out, (laughs) the whole thing is the question of how does the growth work and you just don't know. You just have no idea when it comes to how somebody's going to physically develop over time if they actually become you know that perfect 310-pound behemoth with quickness in the middle, or if they become something different, and that's not mm-hmm. that's not a development flaw. That is just the reality that's yet to be discovered. Um, we talked about at the beginning. You said this just now, and you said it before talking about defensive end. Is Penn State's going to find somebody because they're Penn State? They'll be able to flip a commit, maybe like a Yazid Haynes who blows up from Rutgers after decommitting. Uh, similar situation, it feels like with, uh, and I'm going to bring up the name here so that you don't have to. D- Naquil Betrand, did I do it right? Mm-hmm. Who visited this week? Yeah, seems like a surprise yeah. visit uh, in the middle of the week for Penn State.
3: I, I think yes. I would. I don't know that he's like their top guy though. There, there are, okay. I'm going to keep that those names off the board. If you're on our board, you know who I'm talking about right now. There are two other guys. Of course, Evan Link, Samson Okanola, we everybody knows them. Yep, I have a couple other guys there that I think Penn State has a little more interest in at the moment. But a veteran, certainly a player I need to learn more about. He did come for an unofficial visit this past weekend. You know, he put out a top ten. Well, first off, he's committed to Colorado. Then put out a top ten, and then that top ten didn't include Penn State. But then he did visit Penn State this weekend. So the uh, killster is a guy I got to learn more about. But from what I've gathered so far, you know, I still see Samson, Evan Link. Those are the guys they're really going to push hard for. No doubt about it. I have two other guys that, like I said, we're going to keep those names behind the, the, behind the paywall for now. And then veterans probably fifth on that list. So I want to get a better. Now, of course I need to circle back though and, and speak with people. I it's we're taping this Friday morning, veteran left campus Thursday uh, afternoon, evening. I, I haven't, spoken with people about that visit yet so talk to me on tuesday for the podcast and i might be you know putting cleaning out my mouth here and and, and telling you guys i was completely wrong with that and now he's up there with evan Link. so who yeah. knows but he he from is from what just, i know right now no just just
2: watching the film this is a josh miller type player so mm-hmm. i i wouldn't say that he's a tackle watching him now he's six foot six according to the on three um database that's a
3: number i need to clarify too by the way yep. like i tried to cut you off there but that's that's a big thing i need to ask uh, penn state here i mean i don't know when i'm going to get it because they <laughs> that's a problem like <laughs> they're yeah, diving big-
2: into this huge weekend
3: yeah, so Sunday, yeah. Monday, I could probably circle back with people about this, but I, I, there's I can't bug anybody for the next two days, so we'll see. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I, I just from a from a viewing of his profile, his physical skills, run blocker, big already. Seems like he's got a good body type, not overly wasty in any part of his his physique. But he's a Josh Miller type. I'd say he, he's not a tackle prospect in my mind with the foot quickness and some of the rawness about his technique. So Evan Link, Samson Okololo, the other guys you're talking about, if Penn State's looking for a tackle, I agree. I would not be looking here, but if you're looking to replace Josh Miller, there's a similar skill set there, um, but obviously at a different level. So it just interesting, and I just, it reminded me of what you said. Somebody who's committed to a different program, Penn State's going to be able to find some guys in the process to make up for some of these positions where they don't have an answer or they've lost a player, whether or not it's a veteran or, or if it's somebody else, it, it just the story is never written it seems like until the the, mm-hmm. the until the paper is signed the story is not written in recruiting uh, anything else nope. on that
3: no nope. uh, i mean he'll he'll go to i'm expecting him to visit kentucky today uh for an official visit this weekend and we'll see i mean I, I, all all signs point to him not signing with colorado uh, it's clear yeah. i think so Texas A&M was a school he visited in April. I don't know how how legit that is. Georgia has an offer. I don't know how legit that is. I mean, that he did visit Texas A&M and get an offer from Texas A&M. So that's interesting because that was in person. All those phone offers, I look at them more as, you know, I'll give you an offer, but I really want you to come to camp and you got to do this, this, and that. So yeah, trying to actually wage where those offers are and how legit they are are a different story. But I mean, he's certainly a quality player. And then I think Penn State's trying to learn more information on, and hopefully I'll be able to circle uh, back and learn some of that info early next week.
2: Bluewhiteillustrated.com is where you get that information and the inside information he's teasing here. And if you're listening on the show uh, here on YouTube or on your podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, first off, thanks. Appreciate everybody being a part of the family here. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't yet and if you haven't checked out youtube so you can see what i'm talking about when i say he's more of a josh miller type than he is a a tackle maybe check out the youtube channel and subscribe there to help you out as we're going through a lot of these and and these video demonstrations of these players so you were at the seven on seven this past weekend uh, i'm sorry this past wednesday want to get some prospect camp thank you Uh, there's, (laughs) there's so many things going on um Midweek prospect camp. What did you see? What are some of the things that stood out to you there?
3: Well, St. Joseph's Prep brought a bunch of quality guys, so that was good to see Saka up close. Of course, Anthony Saka is a 2025 prospect that I think we're going to be talking about a ton. Of course, Tony Saka's son, uh, he already has offers from everybody. So just seeing his size up close. I saw him play in the uh, state championship game last year, and uh, I haven't seen him since. So, boy, uh, I don't know if he's going to be a safety at the next level because of his size, but... Man, he's a really good-looking prospect that I think we're going to be talking about a ton. Uh, as far as camp was concerned, there was two guys that really kind of stood out: Dominic Nichols, Brady Priestcorn. Both are incredibly important recruits for Penn State. Uh, Dominic has been here what four times already, I believe. I think. I mean, I'm not going to be putting in a pick for him anytime soon, but. All signs are pointing to PSU there. I think it's a really, really good sign how consistent he has been in visiting. And then Brady – and by the way, these are all 2024s. I'm not sure if I made that clear or not. Uh, Brady Prescorn is what I – is the player I expect to be Ty Howell's number one tight end prospect uh, for for the 2024 class. Excuse me. Out of uh, Rochester, Michigan, he's he's already a top 50 prospect in the consensus. He's number 69 uh, for the on 300. We've got Michigan, Notre Dame, Michigan State. A uh, of, ton of quality programs there. Ohio State's another one. And I believe this was Brady's third visit to Penn State, I want to say. And, man, he's another really intriguing-looking prospect there and uh, a player I think we'll be talking about a lot. But, uh, as I said, St. Joseph Prep brought, brought a bunch of guys up. Brandon uh, Raymond is, is a good-looking wide receiver that I haven't seen a ton We have him at 5'11", 180. He already holds a Penn State offer. Elijah Jones, another solid uh, wide receiver prospect, doesn't hold a Penn State offer yet, but I think he's going to be a pretty good player. He has a couple right now. I think like Temple, UConn, a couple others. Samaj Jones was up here too. He has two offers from Boston College and Louisville. He's a 5'11", 205 quarterback out of prep. Uh, One other 2024 player I want to mention is Evan Austin. He is teammate's with Dominic Nichols down in Oakdale in in Maryland. Uh, Maryland has offered Pitt, Virginia Tech, Boston College, a handful of others. And uh, I, I do think he's a player that that Penn State could eventually offer. I believe he ran high 4'6", low 4'7". I believe it was high 4'6". 40 That was the number Penn State wanted to see, and, and that's fine. I mean, obviously, the, the faster the better, but that's that's yeah. a number he can continue to improve on. And uh, I thought he was very good with his, with his route running and, and certainly a player that I think Penn State could offer at some point. I want to hit on two other guys just real quick. In the 2025 class, Malik Washington is a quality uh, quarterback prospect, 6'4", 200. He was, uh, he's out of Archbishop Spalding. He was the only player to land an offer out of Wednesday's camp. And, uh, yeah, I, I see it there. He tested pretty well. Uh, threw, he certainly was the best when it when it comes to throwing the ball. Julian Duggar is a 2024 mm-hmm. quarterback there. Smash Jones, 2024 quarterback. Duggar's out of Penn Hills. Jones, as I said, is out of prep. I certainly thought Malik Washington threw the ball the best that day, and and I, I make sense why Penn State offered. Virginia Tech has also offered him as well, so I think yeah. he'll be a name we're talking about there in that 2025 class. And then uh, Isaiah West is a, is a good looking prospect from prep. We him at 5'11", 208 right now. He's only just uh, going to be a rising. Sophomore, So I'll be curious to see where he stacks up as far as positionally on uh, three has him as a linebacker. Maybe he could go into a D end. It's, it's it'll depend a lot on his height. I mean, it, yeah. the, the fact that 11 right now, probably probably more so a linebacker, but uh, we, we will see, but he's a, another very good looking prospect. So prep coming up was a big part of that camp and made it a good midweek camp. And there were certainly some other guys there who grabbed my attention, but uh, those were probably the highlights.
2: We, uh, we talked about this in the late winter, early spring. About what is Mike Yersich looking for in a quarterback? Six four, two hundred for Malik Washington. Uh, I know uh, he, you know, has that build of a a larger quarterback. You said he tested pretty well. What were your observations of his movement skills, as far as his ability to maybe break the pocket or his athleticism and throwing on the run, those sort of things?
3: Yeah, I mean you're not seeing that in this i'll be honest i mean you're not really seeing that in these in these settings i don't want to give all his testing numbers out on youtube to be sure 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 people who uh share it with me but uh fans i I did share it on the message board i don't don't like putting it out on youtube because who knows maybe uh ryan day is watching this podcast i doubt it but maybe so (laughs) anyway if you are ryan share the podcast with your list with your viewers okay share it with your twitter (laughs) followers (laughs) <laughs> uh, Julian Duggar I will say Julian Duggar certainly from a testing perspective for the quarterback certainly grabbed my attention he had like a 4 6 and a 4-2 shuttle but I also feel like Duggar could potentially be a better uh, athlete maybe than a than a quarterback in the next level just if he wants to play at the absolute highest level now with mm-hmm. that said he's still he's still a quality quarterback but when I saw those testing numbers it certainly grabbed my attention to see if he could maybe if he'd be interested in maybe playing like wide receiver or something like that. But but Malik certainly moved well. I, I believe he had like a 30, 30 foot broad, which is which is pretty good. That's one number I'll share. And mm-hmm. we will we will see. Uh, I don't believe he started last year, though, for for Spalding. So I think I don't know if he's actually played too much varsity football yet. And uh, we, we will get a good look at that here in the fall.
2: Anything else uh, as we wrap up here on the BWI Daily Edition about maybe what's to come, something we didn't cover? What's uh, on your mind as we head into the weekend?
3: Well, there's uh, we didn't talk about Tamir Robinson and Tony Rojas, who I think uh, are pretty damn important because yeah. we talk about them every single day. Uh, and also London Montgomery. I mean, if I'm looking, like I said, uh, Tyreek Landing, I expect to be in Nittany Lion on Saturday. King Mac, I expect to be in Nittany Lion probably Sunday, maybe Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We'll, we'll see what happens there. If there's going to be a third commitment this weekend, I would I would probably lean towards london Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Now, with that said, London is planning to go to Boston College here the following weekend, so the 24th, 26th. And I, I do think he's going to take that visit. Uh, now, with that said, I, I still also think he's going to end up at Nittany Line at some point. I haven't put in an RPM pick. Uh, I saw uh, my buddy Brian Doan put in a crystal ball over at 24-7 for for London today, and I agree with that. Uh, yeah. I know if I was certainly making a pick, it, w- it would certainly be Penn State. So – uh, but I just, I, I'm just not sure if he's going to make a commitment this weekend or not. But either way, I do think it'll probably come in July. But he, he's in no rush, and he's been in no rush. I mean, this was a player that uh, a couple months ago I was like, oh, got a Penn State offer. Just you know, he's going to commit here soon, and yeah. he's not done that at all. So I'll take my time with that, mainly just because of the whole Trayon Web factor, and there certainly seems to be a lot of people on Lash who think they're in a good position with Trayon too. And if Trayon were to commit, I, I just don't. Can they take both? I mean, they can. Do they need to take both? I, I'm 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 not so sure. So that's a yeah. big reason why I've kind of hold off held off on London. Uh, but the circle Tamir Tony Tony just went to Athens this weekend for or this past week for an unofficial visit, and still has an official visit to Georgia. Certainly alarming if you're a Penn State fan from the outside looking in. I do expect Rojas family to roll in deep here this weekend, which is always a good sign uh, when you're bringing not just your you know your your close family but some extended family as well. And from a relationship perspective, this is like the one player that everybody has always been like quietly confident about. Whenever I ask about hey, Clemson for Tony Rojas, Miami for Tony Rojas, Georgia for Tony Rojas, they're always just like I said, there's this quiet confidence from everybody I speak with regarding him. So it's just intriguing to me. We'll we'll see because I mean, going to Georgia and then supposedly going to Georgia a week later. I mean, that, how does that not grab your attention? Yeah. And has then he been there, Robinson, has he been there before?
2: So is there a lot of fact finding for him? Like he's got to go take the unofficial and the official pretty soon because this is new. Or is that like what you're pointing out is it's a red flag, no matter what.
3: No, he, he has been, I believe he went to Georgia. Uh, you know what? Did he go to Georgia in April? I thought he maybe went to, I thought he went to Georgia in April, uh, but I don't have it off the top of my head. T Frank. I, I think this would be his second visit to Georgia, and then the official would be his third. But I got to double check on that one. So, uh, but either way, I mean, just you have an official a week later <laughs> if you're if you're driving down there. He did uh, go in to, April. To, yeah, so I you're you're correct. Did. Yeah,
2: so he's got one in yeah. April, and then he had the one recently. So this would be his third visit to Georgia with his official. So yeah, correct. You're right.
3: Yeah, so it certainly got my attention. But I do want to talk about Tamir real quick. Uh, Brent Pry. I mean, look, Tamir flat out admitted. If Brent Pry was here still, he'd already be committed. Yeah, and, and that's what's really intriguing because I, I do kind of think that Brent Pry. If I had to pick one coach that's closest with Tamir Robinson, I'd probably lean towards Brent Pry. Mm-hmm. So Miami's Miami's certainly a factor. Nil a lot of things there that like okay you cannot ignore. I think Brent Pry has a relationship that you absolutely cannot ignore. He has taken those two officials, so now Penn State gets what I expect to be his third and final official. And look from a from a familiarity perspective and, and all that there, there's a there's a massive edge for Penn State. So this is one of those situations where I really do believe that having that that final official visit uh, could come into to massive uh, could could really massively help Penn State yeah. this weekend. So we will see how it plays out. But I just I don't want to underestimate Virginia Tech here because whenever I ask about it, Penn State feels good, but then they always say do not sleep on Pry. So you know that whenever I got other other coaches telling me about the, about the relationship player has with another coach. It, it grabs my attention for sure, but we'll see. I still have a pick in for Tamir and, and Tony to end up at Penn state. And uh, I know Penn state fans will be incredibly excited if they do.
2: Yeah. it would be a situation where they get both players at the top of their list. And uh, in this particular cycle where some things are going a little bit, maybe different than you'd expect at other positions, that obviously would be a huge win for Penn State. So check out all the information from Ryan at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com over the weekend. Uh, Anytime that there's a commitment, his commit story is free, so you can check that out even if you're not a member. Uh, And then you can check out the premium content for just a dollar to get the inside and scoop on what's going on with the guys we just talked about here on the show. Get all the up-to-date information at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. Ryan, thank you, as always.
3: Yeah, we'll talk to you guys on Tuesday to to recap it all with uh, Greg and I.
2: Yep, the recruiting show coming up on Tuesday. We'll have more information on the Daily Edition, any sort of broad-stroke stuff on Monday. But I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. Stay tuned. If anything breaks this weekend, we'll be back with some breaking news. But for the most part, we'll be talking to you again on Monday. We'll talk to you then.
0: Madness is here.